0: Hi! Welcome to James Miller Lifeology, We learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Let's get started. Did you know that on jamesmillerlifeology.com, you can enroll in the academy I created for listeners just like you? I've created courses you may take at your own pace, which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Enroll in one of the classes today. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you determine your personal level of success. I'll also be interviewing entrepreneur Don Hutchison, who shares his story of self fulfillment based on his version of what it means to be successful. You all know me as a psychotherapist, but some of you may not yet know me as a composer. I currently have two albums which have been released. Think of both albums like books. Each composition is written like a chapter in a book. The first album, Consolation, explores a character's grief and loss. And just like in any book, the story explores a character's heartache, and eventually he finds healing and hope. The second album, Restoration, explores a character's personal development. He has an awakening, and in that awakening, he recognizes all the things in his life which aren't healthy, and it helps him come to a place of restoration, being restored to something greater than before. You may purchase both albums on iTunes or any other digital music store. The names of the albums are Consolation and Restoration, and my stage name is James S. Miller. The name of the piece you're currently hearing is from the first album, Consolation, entitled Uncertainty. you determine your success. Where I live in the United States, often success is determined by one's financial means. In other words, how much money do you have and how many materialistic things do you have? Because that determines how successful you are. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with having a measurement of success based off of one's finances. But at the end of the day, there are so many other things that are just as important. Quality of life is something that you cannot put a price tag on. I know in Washington, D.C., where I used to live, there were so many people who commute one to two hours a day just to get to work, work maybe an eight to ten hour shift, and then turn around for that same long commute. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But for me, that was something that did not work. That quality of life was not something that I enjoyed. When we stop and reflect on what is healthy for us, we'll determine that there may be some areas in our life that we just don't feel very fulfilled. One way to really look at that is to create a graph. And this is something I typically do with my clients and sometimes even for myself. What this graph would look like, it's a graph of fulfillment. And so on the horizontal line, you'll create as many subject matters in your life that you can think of. In other words, categories of your health. Of your friendships, of your spirituality, of your finances, of your friends, of your diet, of your exercise, many, many things that you can think of. And then on the vertical line, you'll create little tick marks on the left side, one through 10. 10 is the most fulfilled you feel, and one is the least amount of fulfillment that you experience. When you stop and reflect on each one of these categories, you then want to rate them. For example, for me, with relationships, I may be really enjoying my relationship. And so in that, I would probably put an eight because I'm feeling very fulfilled in that. So maybe in my finances, I'm not feeling very fulfilled, so I would maybe put a three. And as I go through each one of those categories, I'll have a really good understanding of the level of fulfillment I have in my life. And so once you complete that and you stop and look at that, that gives you a really good snapshot on the areas of your life where you're feeling very fulfilled, where you feel like there's a lot of success. And then the areas that are low, you'll realize that there's a lot of room of improvement And the great thing about this graph is it really helps you reflect on the areas that you can improve right this second. Because the more you take stock of where you are right this minute, it allows you to make that change. Sometimes we think, when I'm older, this is going to change, or I'll work on this then. But what we don't realize is each decision we make right this second adds up to the next decision we make the next second. And pretty soon, that's a whole lifestyle we create for ourselves. For example, if you sit on the couch all day, you will find that after a while, you'll have no motivation, your body will be out of shape, and you'll probably lead to some health complications. But the reality is, you didn't realize that the first time you sat on the couch, and maybe even the next day when you sat on the couch, but those things add up. So when you look at that graph, it's really good for you to determine, what can I change right this second? When you recognize that there are some easy fixes that you can have in your life, your life will start to be more fulfilled and more balanced. And the more often you reflect on this and do those things, which bring up those other numbers, you'll find that there's a level of success that you've never experienced before. And once those numbers continue to increase, you'll find that your sense of fulfillment, your sense of joy and self-development reaches unstoppable heights. Remember, today is a day for success. You're only as successful as you want to be. A quick example of one of the courses you'll find in the academy entitled Spirit-Mind-Body, The Perfect Triad. This non-religious course helps you understand how your intuition, or rather your gut, your logic, and your body all work together to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Enroll in the class today. Don Hodgeson is a lifelong entrepreneur, inventor, author, and coach. He hosts the daily podcast, Discover Your Talent, Do What You Love, which he created to help you find your true talents and use them to build a career of success, satisfaction, and freedom. Welcome to my show, Don. Delighted to be with you. Thanks for having me on. It's such a pleasure. I actually had the opportunity, as, as my listeners don't yet know, but I was, had the opportunity to be on your show a couple weeks ago. And so it's, I'm so glad to, uh, to have you be on my show as well as my guest.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm delighted.
0: Now, you have done so many things over your life. You know, one of the things I read about you is you have never had a boss before. What does that even feel like?
1: Well, I had Uncle Sam for almost three <laughs> years. So, I, you know, I guess I should have made that clear. I was in the military as a Russian linguist for three years. Oh, wow. But, uh, but other than that... You know, I don't know because I don't know. I never (laughs) had a boss. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: a kind of a silly question, then. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but 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 I uh, I was I was set off after I got out of the military and finished my degree at uh, Emory. I was set off to have a boss and work at a private school in Atlanta. And I didn't. I was going to teach. I was interested in the language. And a friend of mine had a an underfunded startup that's still going on forty two years later. And he said, "You want to you want to join me?" And I. I thought about it, you know, I, I dug deep and I said, yeah, and it changed the course of my life.
0: Wow. So almost like that serendipitous, fortuitous moment that literally launched you in a different path.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. Trusting your instincts and, uh, and having some good, uh, I guess, some good cosmic energy in it. It was the best thing I ever did.
0: Yeah. And so you really never looked back then. So you didn't necessarily go obviously the path that everybody else, the majority of people have gone through as far as going to, you know, going, finding your career when it comes to in the corporate world or maybe even the educational world.
1: No, in in fact, just the opposite. I I feel like that's one of the the greatest uh, gifts or one of the greatest events that happened in my life. Speaking of turning points, and uh, no, it's just the opposite. I I feel really uh, I feel like it's been a remarkable uh, journey because of that decision.
0: Yeah. Now you're a coach, so tell my listeners more about what a life coach is and a career coach. What 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 does that really do? Well. You know,
1: one of the things I did after I was in the ad business, as you know, for about 12 Mm -hmm. years. And uh, after selling that company, I did a deep dive into how people make decisions about these seminal decisions about their education and their careers and so forth and their lives. And what I discovered after, I don't know, a couple of years of research is that it's a. um, Nobody's really dug deep enough into it and there are all these bright, shiny objects and all these modalities that you can do piecemeal, but nobody has, has looked at it holistically. So a brilliant psychologist and I set about to um, to look at it from, from a whole person perspective. Chester Bernard said a long time ago, as I'm sure you've heard, we hire people for their skills, but the whole person shows up for work. Mm. And, and, oh. we still do, and we still do yeah. that. You know, we still focus on people's skills and not on their whole person. So we, we developed a modality, and uh, it's, it's still going on today, 30 years later. I sold the company a while back. And so I coach around that whole person approach, not just um, a piece of who you are, but all parts of who you are. Because as you know well, because it's what you do so well, we're not just a, you know, an occupational being. We're a spiritual, emotional, intellectual, and physical mm-hmm. being. Yes. And it, it it all starts there. People talk about the why. Everybody from the great motivational speakers talk about the why. Of course, it's key, but it's it's not where you start in my. In my experience, you start with the who.
0: Mm. Wow, that's and, a, that's a really good reframe. I well, like
1: thanks. That. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a compliment coming from you, and <laughs> it 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 is it is it is the who. So we do we dig deep into that, understanding how you're hardwired to communicate, problem solve, and learn, and digging into your core values and understanding the skills you've picked up and learned, and understanding how your personal style fits into the environments you work in, and the influences of family, something you know a lot about. Mm-hmm. And, how that syncs with your values, all that goes into a personal vision. And this is not something you do in a weekend course. Sure. I mean, it, it may take months or it may take years. But if you don't frame the problem, in my experience of a number of years, if you don't frame the problem holistically, you don't really have much of a chance. You're going to fall into that 86% of people around mm-hmm. the world who never found their sweet spot or that... Yeah almost 70% in this country that never found their sweet spot.
0: Well, and I think that's a a wonderful point because I think the majority of us have been taught to, in order for success, and the metric of success is usually a financial gain. And so in order to become financially successful, then that means you have to follow this particular equation. And for some people it works, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're completely... Fulfilled in all areas of your life, and so it sounds like what you do and really how you help your clients, and maybe what you did in your company. once you look at that from the full full spectrum or the holistic approach that, unfortunately, society doesn't always teach us, or maybe you didn't even learn that in college. Well,
1: it's the last thing we are, we learn in college. Actually, I'm glad you you framed it like that because we we were taught, you know, you, school used to be training factory workers. Okay, mm-hmm. great. And we morphed out of that into the knowledge economy, and now we train technicians and etc. and I just uh, I just saw one of the one of the guys on Shark Tank just made a a, a point that now even even the technical side is being sort of uh, obsoleted by technology and everything and people are looking for corporations are looking for whole people they're looking for people who can solve problems and be creative and think outside the dots mm-hmm. and uh, so that yeah that is that is vital and uh, it's just not. Uh, I guess it's just too complex for anybody to think they can tackle, but but you can tackle it. If people are committed, if they have enough uh, courage and reflection and they want to do it, they can do it. Anybody can do it.
0: But I think it also starts, I mean, I totally agree with you hundred percent. I think it also starts with today. Today's a day when you have, take that internal stock of who you are, what makes you tick? What, you, what do you like? What don't you like? Because I think sometimes we think, oh, well, I'll tackle that later. That sounds like it's a really arduous task to maybe look at. But when we just simply start today in this moment of saying, well, how am I feeling today? What's going on in my life right now? And when we can start that self-awareness and that self-reflection right this second, it leads to the next moment of more self-reflection. And then pretty soon, you know, to be able to tackle what you're discussing, people who've who've already maybe started this even today, if they were to contact you to be uh, one one of your students, then all of a sudden they would have had a little bit of framework before that. But I think so many times people just don't realize that don't necessarily have to do all these amazing things. You can just simply start with today, of right in this moment. How am I feeling today? And do I like it? Great. And if I don't, I need to change it.
1: Yeah, well, well expressed. I mean, it's the power of now, as Mm -hmm. Tolo said. It's 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 consciousness. I mean, uh, you know, you say consciousness, and everybody out there listening says, "Oh, yeah, everybody's conscious." Well, as you know, again, with your Mm -hmm. training and your experience, no, they're not. Sure. (laughs) No, I no, I'm not. I mean, I know I've been studying it for thirty eight years,
0: but. You know the big chunks of the day where I'm not conscious. I'm a worker. I'm a worker bee. <laughs> and that's that autopilot role that we all go on. I even go on it as well. And so it's really time. It's really important to stop and just have that reflection. What I always tell people is just randomly put an alert on your phone, and when that alert goes off, um, or that alarm goes off, you just do like a body scan. I help people separate to what your body feels like and what your emotions are, and even what your spirit feels like. And so when you can kind of create those different scales from one to ten. And when that alarm goes off, you can say, well, wait a minute, I don't feel very well physically, but then why am I in a bad mood? Because I mean, they're, they're not always the same. And sometimes we think one experience is holistically how we're going to approach a situation, but it's not necessarily. If if Or even if I heard some really bad news, it doesn't mean I, don't have, I have to stay in bed all day. I can still get up and do all the things I need to do. So I can still be sad, but I can still go to the gym and work out. I can still go grocery shopping. I can run my errands. And I think when people don't really create that time of just simple random check-ins or just, um, the ability to understand what's really going on inside of them, then they are going to go on autopilot. And like you said, we all do it, but the more practice you have in your life, the more successful you'll be that you can, not you personally, but a person can have that ability to live a life to the fullest when they have that conscious awareness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think everything, I agree with everything you said. And it's, uh, You know, now I was was riding out this weekend in the Charleston area where we live, and uh, just riding along, enjoying the beauty of some of the islands. And (laughs) I just couldn't help but notice I'd I'd see couples walking along or kids walking along, and here we are on this beautiful Sunday afternoon, just enjoying the fullness of nature and Mm -hmm. a beautiful sunny day. And and these kids are walking along, and they're they're texting. Oh yeah. Well, okay. I mean, technology is one of it's one of the great I mean, it's amazing. The internet's the greatest invention that's ever been invented. and The millions of people that have contributed. But mm-hmm. you know, we're we're texting our way and we're we're uh, computerizing our way into oblivion. You know, instead of trying to be here now and doing just what you said so beautifully about your your messages. And you know, how do you feel in this moment? How do you, how do you how do you get in the flow as Sixth and Mahali talked about? And mm-hmm. and how how do you stay in the flow? And then when you get out of the flow, how do you bring yourself back to center?
0: Yeah. And I think that is a lifelong lesson we all need to learn, or should continually uh, practice in our life. Because you know, in theory, if you look at the, if you want to use the, the spectrum of you know an assembly line, some days I'm at the very beginning of the assembly line where I have no awareness, <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, wow, I'm so intuitive, I'm aware, and it just really goes back to how do we usually maintain that level, the same barometer that it's always roughly the same, and then we grow together holistically as we continually have these, this internal awareness.
1: Oh, exactly, exactly. I was reading this book that talked about breaking down how our um, our mind and our body process information. You've probably heard this. In one-eighteenth of a second, we take in seven bits of information. That's every, for every possible sensory way we can take it in from mm-hmm. thoughts, thoughts to feelings. In one second, we take in 126 bits of information. In one minute, we take in 7560. And in one hour, we take in almost a half a million bits wow. of information. I mean, can we talk? <laughs> how, do we deal with, how do we deal with that?
0: And, and that's just such amazing things of the complexity of our mind. And, and so it's just so interesting to me that, you know, to hear the data that you just gave us. For many people, are like, well, what does that even mean? Well, exactly. What does that mean? Because it's so much more complex than what we and our conscious mind really understands or can even utilize because we're always learning. We're always have so much input, but half the time we're not aware of it and we don't even do anything with it.
1: No, no, we're not. We're just. Uh you know, we're just go, go, go and get, get, get. And, uh, that's fine to a point, but, uh, you know, even, even Michael Jordan didn't want to play in the NBA finals every week. He wanted to have a season off and he wanted to have a regular season and he didn't want to have the intensity of those, uh, those two weeks of fierce competition. He wanted to have some downtime.
0: And that's about, that's with balance. That's the whole aspect. You know, sometimes I think I hear some people they're go, go, go with their, with their business, which is absolutely wonderful. But then with that go, go, go mentality, then they burnt themselves out. So then therefore they couldn't have the longevity in their career. Now they're burnt out and they don't want to go back. And so the point is, is learn how to moderate your life to such a degree that the amount of energy that you should um, invest in one particular thing Is it the right amount? And we're not overly investing, which then draws away from the different energy points or bank account, if you will, from other areas in our life that we need. And so it's so nice to hear, you know, obviously that's what you teach and what all uh, many, many successful people teach as well is just that moderation of making sure your life is balanced to such a degree that you can understand yourself well enough to be able to give exactly the amount of energy you need for this particular event with this particular skill set. So therefore, it doesn't take away from something else in your life.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I read a, in the last couple of weeks that the CEO of one of the real successful, I, honestly, I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the huge multi-billion dollar companies. I uh, happened to be a woman, and she said that it's um, it's okay for some people to work 130 hours in a week. Wow. I know. How does that work for you? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say with that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur and I've worked insane hours, but uh, not 130 hours a week. I mean, you know, how do you how do you get mind, body and spirit back together? How do you uh, reconstruct? How do you decompress? You know, but, you know, that's I thought it was a a metaphor for uh, for today's world. You know, everything. uh, Efficiency is just at a premium. And I think efficiency is vital. But at what cost?
0: Yes. Especially when you look at maybe the longevity of your workers, your employees, you know, if you're there just to create a product, well, the product is also, is only as good as what your employees are able to invest. And so if you're continually having, you know, the turnover with your, with your employees is, is so high, you know, then there's a whole onboarding process. There's so many elements of that, which, you know, you, without getting into the whole, um, business component of that, but at the end of the day, you're, the culture of your organization is not going to be that of thriving, of, of joy, of, of such excitement to be creative because everybody's literally so tired and nobody wants to be there half
1: the time. Well, it couldn't be more true. I mean, Peter Drucker, the great business genius analyst, said uh, culture trumps strategy every mm-hmm. time. Yeah, And, and uh, the, the book that I forget the author, but it was a great book I read a number of years ago, The Service Profit Chain. It said exactly what you just said. That satisfied employees equal satisfied satisfied employees equal to good culture equal to great product equal satisfied customers exactly and you know that's just what uh, that's what the, I forgot the markbin the, the the oh yeah. out, he's the one that just came out in the article just last week that said where we're headed with education is looking for more balanced overall people, not just the techies or you know or people that are in a high specialty area because it's being taken over by technology, but people who can do the things we're talking about here yeah. and, and can contribute creatively and reflectively and uh, with innovation.
0: That's absolutely wonderful. I wanted to switch gears here just for a second and talk about your amazing podcast. So discover your talent, do what you love. Tell us more about that.
1: Well, thank you. I'm glad you like it. The, um, the company, after the ad business, um, I got into this field of education, life and career planning. And I told you about the, company that's now called the Highlands Company that I sold in 2001. And um, I, okay, so I I did that. I did it for 10 or 11 years. That's about my time frame and, and did got, got into some other things, another online magazine and so forth. And when we started looking into the internet and just fascinated with it about five and a half years ago. We were looking at different ways to use the incredible technology and modalities. And I wasn't a podcast listener. You know, I, I, I knew what it was, but- mm-hmm. You know, series came out. I think it was called series or serial, whatever it was. Series, yeah. Series did well, and I thought, I, I, I thought, wow, this is amazing. Wouldn't it be great if, since the statistics are so staggeringly negative about people finding themselves around the world, and Gallup just came out with a new study on that in the last uh-huh. two weeks, by the by the way. Uh, but if they weren't so staggering, it, it wouldn't be a problem worth addressing. But they're 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 getting worse. So, somebody was on our show and said that we have. Three billion people that are looking for good work, and uh, they're actually uh, 1.2 billion really great jobs. So that leaves 1.8 billion people out of luck. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, no, <laughs> That's yeah, well, well, it was totally depressing. This was this was young. Um, I know, I know. It's it's, it's uh, Ben Green was on our show and talked about it in the global marketplace. And so and so, why don't we do this? Why don't we actually showcase? As we did with you, and we 've had five hundred and thirty people on the show in the last twenty months why don 't we showcase people at different stages of their lives who have gone through this mm-hmm. nobody 's in nirvana i don 't care who you are i don 't care if you 're a billionaire or you 're a blissful teacher or an athlete it 's hard a lot mm-hmm. so how how do why don 't we just share stories? And let people, instead of talking about the work they're doing now as the main focus of the interview, let them focus on their backstory and what got them there. Yeah, you know, you know, like 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 a novel or a movie that shares, you know, the life of James Miller or, or Bill Smith. And what were the what were the decisions they made? What were the obstacles they overcame? What were the defeats they experienced? Because we all have those. Uh-huh. And what were the great victories? And what were the what were the outcomes of? Taking the road less traveled and doing the hard work that we started talking about at the beginning of this interview, and so that's what we're doing and it's been really very gratifying to listen to we've had every we've had English teachers in Rome Italy, we've had potters mm. in Nashville, Tennessee we've had artists in los Angeles we've had animal rights activists in South Africa we've had people uh, in, in Singapore we've had people all over the world that have come on and done a really honest and uh heartfelt job of just sharing their truths.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's absolutely wonderful. And I mean, just to to hear just the, the level of the range, I suppose, of all the different guests you have and how they can touch in every, every life that of your listeners and and the people that, that maybe are hearing more about your show. And so I think it's so great to see how, just like Lifeology itself is, we all have a lesson to teach each other. And so in that lesson, the complexity of how the world works together and how everyone had guys getting to the place, because I haven't reached my the highest goals that I have, nor if I'm sure that you've reached your highest goals. And so the whole point is wherever we are, just like you said, is in our life is going to allow us to learn something different. To maybe have a takeaway of, oh, I really liked what this person did. That's amazing that this person made this choice through this difficult time. I'm going to maybe stop and maybe reflect in my own life to see how that lesson could potentially be applicable in my own life right now. Yes, yes, well expressed. That's exactly right because It's beautiful. Yeah, well, the way you describe it is beautiful because where we
1: where we are and we're all guilty of this. I mean, I've been on this journey, but I still get caught in the what we called in one of our books, the lemming conspiracy. You know, where <laughs> you, you know the 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 myth that everybody's heard about uh-huh. of the these 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 Rodents that get together every handful of years and run over cliffs to their deaths in mindless conformity. Well, that's that's our society. Regrettably, even in this amazing country of ours, is still a, a society of, in the most part, for the most part, conformity. Mm-hmm. You know, we're short-term oriented. We're outer-directed. We're wealth, power, and status-driven. And if you talk to people about the things you talked about earlier about doing a, an audit on yourself, every you know during the day. uh, they look at you like you're cross-eyed. I just have too much to do. I've got this big law practice, or I've, yeah. I've got I've got all these students. I've got to teach, or I've got these sales goals I've got to meet. Okay, I respect all of that, but how's that working for you? Exactly. Sales? <laughs> well,
0: it's so funny because I remember I have had clients that I I would teach them just you know just that simple thing of of the. Different at uh, the check-in. And I, I, I had this woman say, James, my life is too busy. I'm too busy at work with my daughter, my you know, all these different things she said. And I'm thinking, you're too busy for 10 second check-in. And it was just mind-blowing to me. And I'm nothing about this woman at all, because she was just a symbol of of many things we do, and I'm sure I'm guilty of that as well. But the point is, is when there's potentially something, it doesn't have to be my technique, but just any technique at all that could potentially revolutionize our life or even just give us a little bit of a reprieve of what we're feeling in the moment. Why not do it? Is your is our life so busy that a ten second check in or you know a, a thirty minute um, podcast or listening to that or your show, my show, any show at all? And we're so busy that we can't do that just to give ourselves a respite from the craziness of life. And it's and it's it's just so interesting to me because we often forget that we're only as successful as we want to be, and sometimes we're. Not successful, even though we think we are, but our life is just in chaos. We are not happy. We're not fulfilled. And so like I just said, the, the whole aspect of if there's anything we can learn at all, why not try it? You know, see yeah. what happens. And if and if it doesn't work, okay, well, maybe you need to try it again at a different time. But your life is not is only going to be, like I said, is as enjoyable as the choices you make.
1: Well, exactly. And the regrets for the the book Regrets Before Dying that Bonnie Rare, the palliative nurse wrote is you know, after hundreds of clients over many years, that we've heard this a million times. That the biggest regret people have is, "I wish I had mm-hmm. fill in the blank." Yeah, I wish I had. I wish I had done all the things that you and I've been talking about the last few minutes. I wish I'd taken the time to reflect and just listen to that wee small voice because it's in there. It's yep. in our it's in our DNA. It's in our beingness. It's in our consciousness. It's in this incredibly complex thing that we are called human beings. All of that is in there times a billion, but we have to, we have to take time for it, even a, a modest amount of time.
0: Exactly. And if, we're t- if the external world is so loud in our life, that noise that's there, we have to control that noise. The only way to really understand that is to take that time of introspection and, and reflection. Yes, yes, exactly. And so, unfortunately, we going to get a chance to talk about your book, but I do want you to say the name of the book and a, a quick little synopsis of it. And then I'm, I'm going to actually put it on my storefront in James Miller Lifeology as well. But please oh, tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, good. This is a book that, uh, my business partner in this years ago in this company now called the Highlands company now created, it's called don't waste your talent. The eight critical steps to discovering what you do best. And, uh, we wrote this book just at the end of our 11 year tenure there to, to put this whole person technology thing together. And,
0: uh, to what you were discussing earlier, as far as looking at the holistic approach. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's all of that. It's all of that. And, uh, And we didn't even promote it very much, uh, because we ended up selling the company, but it's still, it's in its second edition. And, uh, it's, uh, I guess, I guess it's fair to say that we've had, uh, since 1992, when this company was started, there've been over 30,000 people that have been through this process. Wow. So that's not a bad, uh, market size. Sure. And the, the satisfaction ratings, ratings, I was going to tell you this, we, we put some top corporate people through this a number of years ago and, uh, you're a scientist and so you'll appreciate this. We, there were a few hundred people in corporations from IBM to uh, Glaxo Welcome to Chase Bank to uh, Marriott International. And these, we did an analytical survey pre-post and the, you'll like this, especially in your field, we found that the stress level of all these participants going through this whole person technology went down over 30 percent. Oh, my
0: gosh. That's a that, huge margin. Yeah.
1: Well, well, yeah. Yeah. You understand it better than most. Their optimism went up a whopping 55 percent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Their connection to company, and this is for all the entrepreneurs and corporate people out there. Went up fifty one percent.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> well, I know, I know, I revolutionary, know.
1: Revolutionary, yeah. Well, exactly. And and their overall productivity on every measure went up thirty six percent. Wow! Now imagine if you're a, if you're a chief financial officer out there, or you're yeah. an entrepreneur, and you think about these tiny little gains that are epical, you know, a you know percentage point or two, and, and you're talking about you know, a couple of hundred executives in these major companies, and overall going up thirty six percent. That's because, because they, well, yeah, well, I'm really proud of that because, and still people don't look at it holistically as they might, but that's an example of what happens if you do.
0: Wow. And so I definitely want to, as, as my listeners hear this, I mean, that's this is a phenomenal book that you definitely need to buy. So it's Don't Waste Your Talent, Eight Critical Steps to Discovering What You Do Best. I definitely want you to go out and buy that. Um, also listen to Don's amazing podcast. Don, where can they find your information online? They can go to, thank you, they can go to
1: discoveryourtalentpodcast.com. That's the website, of course. They can find me on LinkedIn, Don Hutchison, career planning, a career podcast, Discover Your Talent. They can find us on Twitter, Don Hutchison11. They can find us on Facebook, Discover Your Talent Podcast.
0: Perfect. And so like I said earlier, I'm going to link your book, which can be found on Amazon, but I'm going to put it on the storefront of James Miller Lifeology. So if anyone's trying to find it and they can't seem to find it, just go to my storefront at JamesMillerLifeology.com and you can find the book there. Don, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. It's truly been an honor and I really enjoyed this conversation. So thank you once again for being a guest with us today. A great pleasure. Keep up the great work. Thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for joining with me today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with me. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for my newsletter, enroll in the Lifeology Academy, watch my YouTube episodes, and read all the articles I've written just for you. If you'd like to become a guest or advertise on my show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. You may also follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Have a fantastic day, and I look forward to speaking with you very soon.